this is Brian and Chris at Cap City Outfitters. Uh, we're going to pick up where we left off in the last podcast, where cool. we talked about weapon-mounted lights on handguns and talk about weapon-mounted lights on long guns today. Yay! We like lights on guns. Lights on guns let us see things. So Very good. Um, we, like I said, covered handguns last time, or, or short guns, whatever you want to talk about. Um, this time around, with rifles, we probably are a little bit quirky. Um, in some cases about lights on rifles because I like to run handgun lights on rifles upside down in 12 o'clock, which is kind of weird, but it's catching on. And it works. Yep. So uh, lights on rifles, if you're, I'm going to start off with handgun lights just because it's kind of the oddball. Um, back when handgun lights were 60 lumens um, or handheld lights were being used, um, those types of things, and the lights just weren't putting out a lot of lumens. They were 120 to 200 lumens. Um, on a rifle, sure, we'd still like more light, um, but handgun lights nowadays are 600, 800, 1,000 lumens. Um, a 600 lumen light uh, on a rifle will let you see easily 100 yards. Um, even in that kind of like outdoors, misty, damp conditions, it's still got enough power to cut through uh, if it's a surefire. Um, if it's a stream light, you're going to lose 30 to 40 yards based on tonal quality of the light. The color of the light doesn't cut through moisture in the air quite as well. Um, but if it's dry air, you're gonna get 80 yards out of it, something like that, even with the TLR1HL. Even though it said it's more light than the X300 Surefire at 600 lumens, it doesn't have quite as much reach. Um, but both of those lights do really amazing work, especially, again, back to that civilian slash law enforcement environment where I don't need to be able to see 200 yards, but I sure want to see everything within 50 yards. Um, the switching on the Surefire I like because it's a press from the rear momentary. So if I tap the light, but something happens and I need it back off, it comes off on its own accord. The Streamlight is a little twitchy from a perspective of toggling down one way leaves it on all the time. Toggling up on the same side momentaries it, and then it's the opposite for the other side. So if you're going to put it on a long gun, learn the switchology of that light, go train with it so that you're not leaving the light on when you don't want it on. Um, but the light mounted at 12 o'clock uh, is between the bore and the optic. So if you're working structures and stuff like that, if your light's clear, your muscle's probably clear, your optic's probably clear. Um, so if you can see the target with both light and optic, um, you know, you're, you're probably good to go and you're not going to put a hole in a, in a door stop or have something splash back and hit you. Um, around vehicles, again, same thing if you've got sight offset from your optic to your um, to the muzzle of the gun, then the light's somewhere in between, so you're going to be okay there too. Um, but I just really like the setup. It doesn't get caught on stuff. It doesn't seem to get banged around quite as much as a light on the gun, on the bottom of the gun or on the side of the gun. Um, and the ergonomics are there, especially if you're a you don't have to be a super exaggerated C-clamp shooter, but if you're somebody who runs your thumb along the side of the gun, um, a lot of guys that shoot shotguns a lot will run their thumb on the side of the gun. If you shoot a rifle kind of in that same hold out front, uh, it just seems to drive well. So um, that's my that's my vote for a Surefire X300, especially the 1,000 lumen light on top of a rifle. If you have the space for it, um, it it's, it's, a, it's a phenomenal way to go. Yeah, I'd add... Uh... I run low power variable optics and moving that same light over to 11 o'clock or to one o'clock um, really cleans up my sight picture. Um, I get all of the same ergonomics. Um, just with the low power variables, especially if you're running them on one X, 
Um, that X300 Ultra right at 12 o'clock tends to fill up the bottom third of your view. Easy. Um, which you don't really get with a like an Aimpoint T1, T2, or a Trigicon MRO. Um, but running that light, you know, at 11 o'clock or at 1 o'clock with like a 45 degree offset mount um, works really well. Um, yeah, it's just the, the X300 Ultra you know, at 12 o'clock or 11 or one o'clock um, up there, it just works. Um, that Those lights are super reliable. Yep. Um, we've got collectively probably 50,000 rounds. Yeah, oh easy. Through these lights and have not had, you know, any failures of the lights um, due to recoil or anything like that. Yeah, absolutely. If there were a weak point with the X300U, uh, it would be the alpha version uh, with screws holding the rails on it. You need to Loctite those screws like any other screw on any other gun part you have. So that's kind of a setup slash PM conversation of taking care of your stuff. Um, the Bravo, which is actually meant as a long gun light, the X300U Bravo is a solid aluminum chassis and aluminum mount and is probably the right choice to go on the rifle. Um, I, I tend to run all alphas because it gives me the versatility to pull them off of a gun and put them on a handgun or whatever. But I think if I were going to dedicate one to a rifle, it would, it, would, it would make sense to be the Bravo, just from a durability standpoint. Although having said that, I've never lost a 300 off of a rifle, period, um, one way or the other. So, absolutely. Um, Brian made a comment about, uh, you know, what, how maybe possibly that light occluding some of your vision. Um, if you're a rifle shooter or somebody comes out of a world who maybe hunts a lot and stuff like that and you're used to using magnified optics and, and things ghosting in front of your optic bothers you, definitely move it to one side or the other. Um, it won't make a difference in reaching or access to the light, but it'll make a big difference in not driving you batty. Um, mm -hmm. I run an ACOG, a 3X ACOG a lot of the time, and I don't, I've never noticed the light out in front of me blocking the ACOG, but it does. It takes up a solid third of the bottom end of it. So if that bothers you, um, you know, the, the ghosting, the position aspect of the light bothers you a little bit, definitely get it off to one side or the other. Um, that's not going to really create any significant issues or overcome any of the advantages of running the light at 12 o'clock. Um, you know, with the magnified optics, you may want a lower optic mount anyway, and then that's definitely getting it out of the way. It may make you happier if that's a thing for you. So, yeah. Yeah, other options for weapon-mounted lights on long guns would probably be the Surefire Mini Scout or the Surefire, the full-size Scout. Um, those are both your more traditional tube-type lights. Um, and those are putting out either 600 lumens for the Mini Scout or 1,500 lumens with the rechargeable battery on the Big Scout. Yes. Um, and those feature the TIR lens, which is designed to reach out um, and push, push photons a long ways downrange. Um, those are nice and tight. Um, they tuck well against the side of the rifle. With the Surefire Scout Light or the Mini Scout Light, uh, we're getting the tactical tail switch um, included with that light, um, with that tail switch. Pushing and applying a decent amount of pressure gives us a momentary on. Um, there's only the high level setting on the light, so we're getting, getting light we want um, when we go momentary. You can push in all the way, let it back out, and that will click the light on and leave it on. Um, you just click again to turn it off. Makes it relatively straightforward to use the light from an operational standpoint. 
um, to go to a tape switch. Um, I know a lot of guys like to run tape switches or maybe think they need to run tape switches. Uh, that really depends on the length of the rail. Um, depends on what else you have on the gun. Um, depends on how, arm, how long your arms are. Yeah. Um, depends on where the light's at. Uh, personally, we try to avoid running tape switches if we can. It's just another failure point in the system. Um, another thing on the rail setup that can get caught up in stuff. Um, yeah, and I'll, I'll throw out, you know, the uh, in total agreement, the tape switch, I've seen them get yanked out of the back end of the light. Um, I've seen them get pulled off the gun. I've seen them just flat out fail. I mean, the reality is a tape switch is a consumable device to some extent like the light is. If you beat on it enough, you know, you're going to have to replace it like the gun is, honestly, at some point. Um, the, the Surefire tape switches are easily more robust than anyone else's tape switches out there. Um, I've seen other brands fail uh, with almost boring regularity, quite honestly. Um, with the Surefires, if you're going to run a tape switch, you definitely want to look for the version of the tape switch that has a backup push button switch on the back of the light. Um, and then as far as, you know, the tape switch you're using on the light itself, there are a couple different variants, whether you want just a momentary tape switch or you want a constant on button on that same pad too. Um, and that's, that's kind of, you know, that's going to be the user's option uh, for sure, you know, setting that up. But yeah, if you can avoid a tape switch, you know, like Brian said, it's just one more thing to crunch on you. So. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, and again, uh, we talked about this when we talked about handgun lights, but we'll, we'll touch on it again for rifle lights. Uh, you really can't have too many lumens. Yep. Um, until we can honestly get the, the Death Star cannon attached yep. to our rifle as a light, uh, we want more lumens. Yep, absolutely. Um, I will throw out a, a comment about switching as well um, that, that kind of goes off the reservation here just a little bit. Um, I, I probably on a monthly basis will have somebody who's not necessarily current um, with trends on lighting or on accessories on defensive firearms uh, come into the shop and they, they're looking for a flashlight mount um, to take a regular handheld flashlight and mount that onto the gun. Uh, that was a wonderful thing back through about 2003. Um, in 2003, 2005, somewhere in that time frame, Surefire kind of had a paradigm shift in their business and decided that they wanted to make everything is either it is either purely a handheld light or purely a weapon light um, and when you call them and say hey you've got these new lights out they don't fit in any of the mounts whose mounts do whose current mounts in production do they fit they would say oh that's a handheld light and it was kind of one of those things that chapped you a little bit recognizing that their new handheld lights have different switching modalities have highs and low settings and stuff like that i kind of get it now um, if you have a handheld light that has anything other than bright you know, stupid high on all the way um, as it's setting, you really don't want to use that as a weapon light because it, it will be a bad thing to push the button on that light thinking you're getting the maximum amount of luminance and getting the minimum or something other than the maximum amount. So bear that in mind as you're, as you're playing around with some of these devices. If you want to cobble something together, uh, do it at your own peril and then test it. Yeah, I guess the, one of the other things kind of in that same vein that we've seen cause a lot of problems actually on the range and training is strobe features on weapon mounted lights. Uh -huh. uh, normally the strobe feature tends to be as distracting to the shooter um, as anybody that would be seeing it. Uh, we see that with almost boring regularity. Yeah. Um, and it's with guys that train at night quite frequently. Um, yeah. That strobe goes on and they get you know, very distracted by it. Uh, so if you have a strobe 
uh, that functionality built into the light, um, we would probably recommend just disabling it. Yeah. And if you don't have a strobe, um, but you think it's a mandatory feature, it's pretty easy to recreate that type of effect with the momentary on um, yeah. and your thumb. Yeah. And it gives you the, the ability to, to do it actually when you want it versus when the light kind of kicks it on based on yeah. you know, touching the buttons kind of in exactly the right sequence. Yeah, I mean, you know, the conversation is, well, the strobe's just as bright as the, the constant on. Um, the problem is it's not when it's off, and it's off a whole bunch of times per minute. Um, and, and like Brian said, we see people kind of, you know, the, 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 they don't know. It just slows them down. You see, you see a slowed response to the target and engaging the target when the strobe comes on from the shooter's end. Uh, don't know what it looks like from the other end. Don't want to find out. So, Yeah. Uh, something else to mention, um, Chris and I, we get the great fortune of being able to train at night somewhere between 20 and 24 hours a year. Uh, we've done everything from up close stuff, distance, um, shoot house type environments. Um, and as far as like a training priority um, for working with the lights, first thing is learning, you know, what that light actually does downrange from a target identification standpoint. Yep. Um, it's it's one thing to say, oh, well, I can see an object at X distance with the light. It's another to be able to actually positively identify yes. um, what you're looking at and to know kind of the, the distance and what, you know, individual feature sets on a person look like versus seeing a silhouette. Um, because it's vitally important, especially as distances stretch out, to be able to determine is somebody carrying a cell phone or are they carrying a pistol? Yep. You know, are they carrying a knife? Um, and if we're if all we're seeing is silhouettes or shadows or kind of outlines, that becomes much more difficult. And it, honestly, that's one of the big reasons why we push you know the high lumen output lights as much as we do because it it really increases your ability to positively identify what you're looking at. Yeah, and I will also say that beam structure, um, when you step in, step away from a pistol light to a rifle light, you know, beam structure with a pistol light absolutely matters too. But with a rifle light, uh, some of the new max vision type beams um, from Surefire, for example, are 1,000 lumen lights. Uh, they give you a lot of light in a 45, maybe to 60 degree arc um, out quite a ways, maybe even 100 yards. Um, at 100 yards, can you see what's in someone's hands? I think it depends on your eyesight and whether or not you're running a reflex optic or maybe with a low power variable, you can. So then that's an optics conversation. Mm -hmm. um, but the max vision beams fill up a room. They fill up a space um, and give you a lot of distance, you know, for something like a rifle for a civilian. Uh, law enforcement, where maybe you're looking down an alley, you know, 50, 60 yards away. Now I'm looking at that TIR lens from Surefire or the X300. I'm not sure what they call that reflector on the X300. Is lens. it a TIR? So that you're looking at that, giving you a little more focus. Still a lot of spill. It would suck for someone to sneak up outside your hotspot and, and kill you. Um, but with the, you know, with that TIR, it still gives you a good amount of spill around it. But it lets you reach quite a bit further and see things better. Um, as as a nod to the optic, we have shot steel plates at 300 yards with a 600 lumen handgun light on a rifle with a 3x ACOG in the dark. Um, it will give you enough light to see the plate. You can't tell if the plate's a bad guy or not, so all plates are bad guys in our world. So uh, just, just something to throw out there to consider, like Brian's saying, get out and use your tools, even if it's just going out and, and playing in your backyard or the local park at night, as long as you're allowed to be there after dark. 
um, and you know go go mess around with these things and see what it does you know and, and go from there if you're doing it at your local park take it off the gun first yeah yeah definitely take it off the gun first before you play around you know outside with the lights uh, another thing to keep in mind with the you know any weapon mounted light is being able to work without the light on uh, especially from a movement standpoint yeah. yep. um, you know the light obviously lets us see what's going on but it gives you know everyone else a good indicator of where you're at um, you may be lighting up you know shadows changing reflections and whatnot so being able to, to use darkness as your ally um, is definitely something to be considered um, and it, you know in a team-based environment being able to alternately light things up so that your partner can move um, using your light and you can move using your partner's light um, you know nighttime is definitely an equalizer uh, on a lot of fronts but it, it's something that can definitely be exploited to your advantage too yeah absolutely um, and, and along with you know again movement things of that nature uh, weapon manipulation uh, we see you know the the switching aspects of some of these lights um, without naming brand specifically because you can make the same mistake with almost all of them if you're running the light constant on gun runs dry go for a reload um, now all of a sudden you're signaling the stars going muzzle up but you're also letting everybody around you know hey there's a guy with a gun or you know here's the guy that was just shooting at me giving me a nice point of aim that's not in my eyes blinding me anymore um, you know so that that light discipline aspect uh, being able to do just basic manipulation of the gun you know load reload clear malfunctions etc in the dark um, which you know you should have squared away but we won't preach on that too much so know, know your stuff then get to know the light I don't have anything else yeah that's kind of our summary on on lights you know again when it comes to putting weapon weapon mounted lights on long guns um, if you haven't considered it really take a look at you know what a, an X300 Ultra from Surefire looks like at effectively 12 o'clock um, we generally have one mocked up in the store yep if you want to come in and check it out i'm um, looking forward to seeing you soon thanks for listening thanks guys appreciate it